Nightcap. I'm your host, Stacey Roomaker, and joining me is Nate. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Nate? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. I'm feeling good. Glad to be back. Yeah, I am too. Uh, we have some people with us. Why don't we, uh, we have some writers. Let's go around and introduce ourselves to the fine people at home. Hi, I'm Joe Hospitor. I'm a writer on the Night Pack. Hey. The Night Pack? The Night Pack. <laughs> <laughs> the Night Cap. He's got Pac- Pac-Chilla on the brain. Pac-Chilla. 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 Golden voice if you're listening. The it's Rat now Pack. Night Pack. Pack Pack. Pack Pack. The will be the Night Kip. The night kip. Yeah. Then I get, uh, that's Brandon Burkhardt, our head writer. Yeah. Hi, I'm eating a donut right now. I'm Brandon Burkhardt. <laughs> Robert Buckshan. I'm Crystal Adams. And, and that's Mayor. all of us. That's all of us today. Your uh, name just said them when you said it. It sounds like a nice beer. Like, I'll have the Crystal Adams. Oh, yeah. yeah like a Samuel. Sound. A Samuel. <laughs> I'll have that Sam Adams beer. Yeah, I'll, have yeah. I'll have a Adams. Sam Jackson beer. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of all this beer. <laughs> you know, like It'll when get uh, you, drunk. you know, there's like Bud Light Platinum and all those, like when they like, you know, like they're super fancy. Yeah. That's what that sounds like. It's like yeah. Sam Adams, mm-hmm. try Crystal yeah. Adams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like a mix between a Stella and a Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. We are, we are, speaking of drinking, we are drinking. Some of us are. We're having, what are we having? Mimosas? Am I the only one drinking? Mimosas. I'm also watching Stacey drink. (laughs) Rosé. Stacey, this is not your podcast. We really wanted to talk to you about this. Oh, no. It's It's 11.50. Stacey rumors. (laughs) Stacey Rumaker takes a nightcap. We just, everybody watches Stacey. That's it. Everyone's just watching me drink. Stacey Rumor Maker. maker. Why don't you guys watch me do this monologue? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's actually... Did you guys hear about this? The Dalai Lama said that a woman can succeed him, but she must be more attractive. Mm-hmm. Yep. But because everyone knows Buddhism is all about the noble eightfold path to a hotter beach bod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, can, how can a guy who never had sex be so sexist? Uh, oh, it, it happens. Well, it, in all fairness, anybody that succeeds him is going to look more attractive than he is. So it doesn't even <laughs> oh! Shots fired at the Dalai Lama. You just like damned your next like thirty lives. Like you're you're gonna come back. But I look worst, good but, yeah. being damned in them. Okay. Uh, all right. As you guys, an officer traveling to the G20 summit with Brazil's president was caught with 39 kilos of cocaine. And now the G20's opening night party is going to be totally lame. Uh, (laughs) They're counting that guy to bring all the party favors. The Coco. Yeah. (laughs) Brazil, you let us down. Did you guys hear about Jeff? He got caught. That's why we Uh, invited Brazil. (laughs) uh, Bill Gates has revealed the biggest mistake of his career. If you want to know what it is, you'll have to listen to his podcast, which is carried exclusively on the Microsoft Zune. <laughs> oh, you, you joke, but we're working on a Shots deal, we're working on a deal the for the Zoom. Nightcap Day Drinking Podcast on the Zune. On the Zune. We're hoping. <laughs> we're hoping to get on the... <laughs> and finally, a New York eatery is aiming for a Guinness World Record with a 120-pound hot dog. <sighs> Oh my God. Said New Yorkers, I got your 120 pound all beef hot dog right here. Oh, so uncomfortable. They're gonna, yeah, yeah they're gonna set another record for the most clogged toilet. Oh, gosh. Oh, too big. You should have pitched that joke, Brandon. I just did. <laughs> just did. <laughs> got it in. Timing. <laughs> 
climbing. I don't know about you guys, but podcasting sure makes me hungry. I'm always hungry. And when you're hungry, I want quality beef like they have at Omaha Steaks. But I'm also on a podcaster's budget, so that's why I love Nebraska Steaks. You know, Nebraska Steaks delivers fresh-ish grade B steaks that are on a clearance sale. Nebraska Steaks currently has a great deal on their version of sirloin, which they call surplus loin. Clever, right? Right? Okay, like go to NebraskaStates.com right now to get yesterday's meats tomorrow. It would be a mistake to miss these steaks. Get it? Mistakes. <laughs> go to NebraskaStates.com. That was great. Yeah. Um, now I'm hungry for steak. Okay. Like, yes. me too. I yes. love a good deal. So sign me up. I'll try. Yes. Surprisingly, yeah. I'm I'll... not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just got our first real look at the Democratic field at the first primary debate in Miami. Here with more on that is our on-location correspondent, Rama Valori. Rama, can you hear me? <laughs> Stacy, live from Miami. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach at the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. Yeah, Will Smith. All right, stop getting jiggy with it and tell us what's going on down there. Over 20 candidates descended on Miami to hawk their views of the future. Honestly, I hadn't seen this much desperation since I covered that incel mixer in Irvine. But boy, oh boy, did a few people separate themselves from the pack. So what's the scene like now? It is is wild! The candidates all let their hair down. Bad boy Biden is strutting down Miami Beach in a Speedo while telling women that he could eat ice cream for hours. Did you know he's got a tramp stamp that says civility in old English font on his butt? Uh, Boogie Board Beto also has been walking around through Little Havana shouting, Me gusta comer cubanos. And Kamala Harris is taking diverse groups on bus tours of South Beach saying, You know, if Joe Biden got his way, we couldn't do this. Is anyone actually talking about politics? Uh, well, Bernie is leading a rally in Bayfront Park like a crazy person yelling about the 1% of the 1%. And Elizabeth Warren is handing out policy papers like she's a Jehovah's Witness. And Jay Inslee is sitting on a rapidly melting block of ice. Oh, to illustrate climate change. That and because he got bad sunburn. White people. Huh, tell me about it. So only three candidates are talking about the issues. Look, most of these lame wads know they won't win, so they're just partying. Dulce Gabbard is doing body shots off of Julian Castro. Kirsten Gillibrand has a celebrity boxing match against Bill de Blasio. And John Hickenlooper is handing out psilocybin mushrooms to help people expand their political mind. It's like improvisers doing a show in front of other improvisers. It's sad. Oh, that is sad. Who would you say is in the lead post-debate? Uh, hang on, Stacey. Andrew Yang just showed up with his party boat and is shooting $1,000 bills out of a t-shirt gun. And Marianne Williamson started a spiritual but not religious conga line. These two freaks definitely have my vote. Politics, am I right? Vamos! Conga, conga, conga. Conga, conga, conga. Drama Valori, everyone. Why do I send him to places like Miami? That's like sending Trump to a golden shower convention. All right, so speaking of the debates, Stacey, what would you think about them? Um, I, I thought they were very interesting. Uh, there were a lot of memorable moments. Yeah. But yeah. none of the candidates, I think, stood out like Marion Williamson. Oh, gosh, H-Town. You know, that's my girl from Houston. But uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. So, you, she, so she, do you know who she is? Because I didn't know who she was until oh, the debate. you don't know Marianne No, Will I didn't. Okay, of so course. Me, like, you know, the artist way, as far as, you know, waking up, doing your three pages. Every, no, that's, that's, that's okay. the other lady. Yeah, that's that's really the good. other lady. Okay, so it's the other spiritual. Like, you know, all the white ladies that sell okay, you so to make a better. 
life. But this, yes. this white lady, this is the one like, it's not your great, it's, your, it's not our greatest fear that you're inadequate. It's your greatest fear is that you're better than ever, which I still hear that. Like that quote is not really hers, but Oprah loves her. And so I've watched her for years just, you know, help me reach my higher self. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we, yeah. Um, but she wasn't representing at the, <laughs> she wasn't representing at the, at the debates, though. Oh, you don't think so? You don't think she, she did a great job at the debates? No. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it's hard. Like, I mean, this is, you know, you trying to lead with love. You got to, you know, handle business and put love in the business as you handling it. And it just, I don't know. Yeah. So mm. she, you, you think like her self, her whole self help, self love sort of industry isn't going to work in the presidency? Not as she presents it like that. Right. Yeah. Well, let's let's see what she has to say. We actually have her on the phone. Can, oh God! Yes, this is, <laughs> this is amazing. Um, so uh, please welcome Marion Williamson. Hey, Marion, how are you doing? Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness, Aishan is so um, it's a pleasure to have you on, Marion, uh, and you as well, Nate. Nate, tell me what does that mean in Swahili? I don't know. It's actually Nigerian. So oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah, and I, it, so it doesn't. It means nothing in Swahili, but oh. in Afrikaans, it means truth. Truth. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. That's wonderful. Right on. Thank you. Right Thank on. You. you know, I am all about harvesting the power of the sun to defeat Donald Trump. You know, when I'm president, huh? citizens will wear solar panel jewelry to harness the power of the sun. Now, we can all be beacons of light and energy, literally and figuratively. Uh, but do you have a plan to actually beat Trump? I'm so glad you asked about that, Nate, because nobody is talking about how to beat him. Um, and I have the answer. Okay. Love. I want to beat him about the face and the neck with love and light until he is overwhelmed by it. That is my plan. Uh, okay. Now, that would be awesome if you could actually make beating him in the face with love work. But, okay, so what makes you qualified to be president? I am part of the American river of destiny running what? through time and carrying with it the extraordinary gift of one great idea that there can be a land where all are free to be and to become their essential selves i also understand the importance of soft lighting okay nate truth have um, you read any of my books um i'm sorry i have it I have it. Oh, well, you might be familiar with some of my work on Instagram. Kim Kardashian put one of my quotes on a background of the beach. She really gets it. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Um, All right. Well, I mean, Kim has lots of followers. So, you know, I'm sure that has helped out. But uh, I know in the debate, you said that Trump won because he had the campaign slogan, Make America Great Again. What's your slogan going to be? Well, this is my slogan. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. (laughs) Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Uh, You know, Marianne, that's my favorite quote from you, but that ain't going to fit on a hat, honey. (laughs) (laughs) But you can fit it on a motivational poster with the sunset and a bird in the background. 
They're available on my website for $25.99 plus shipping. I ain't mad. That hustle. Gotta get that hustle in, man. Oh, yes. I'm all about the hustle. You know, I learned the <laughs> art of the hustle from my very good friend, Oprah. Now, you see, that's what I really want to talk about. How, Oprah? Oh. Oh, girlfriend. Oprah is amazing. Yes. She smells like actualized power and fresh linen. I knew she was going to smell good. I knew she was going to smell good. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Marianne Williamson, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And we wish you the very much um, love and luck on your presidential campaign. Thank you, Nate. Before I spread my light elsewhere, could I interest you in signing up for A Course of Miracles? Oh, another hustle. For a low okay. price of $25 a year, you get a daily quote read by me, which is much more effective than reading it yourself. I, I can't knock the hustle, but I'm good. Okay, go on, girlfriend. I'm not your girlfriend, but I'll tell Oprah I said, hey! I will do, girlfriend. All right, Marianne Williamson. She was crazy. <laughs> She's interesting. I think I'm going to vote for her, though. She, she's interesting. You see, you see, you see, you see, you know how I feel. Like, no. Everybody need to vote for whoever's going to beat Trump, okay? Like, whoever's going to beat Trump. Yeah. Period. I think, I think you don't think she can beat Trump? Come on. I don't think. She's 1%. I don't think she can beat an egg. <laughs> really? Well, I'll, I'll say one thing. Marianne Williamson sure has a lot of soul. And if you're looking for your soulmate, oh, but gosh. you want to make sure your relatives yeah. didn't mate, you need Incestry.com. For real. Incestry.com is the only dating sl site slash DNA testing facility that not only gives you a compatibility rating, but it also lists the percentage of heritage you share with your matches. Incestry.com. <laughs> when you want to have a lot in common, but that not that much. Not yet available in Alabama or Mississippi. Oh, those, isn't that what you need in the most? <laughs> <laughs> I guess they just don't care. That's how Donald oh, Trump met Ivanka. Shame. Oh, gosh. I shouldn't be saying that about our... But that, so that's our new sponsor, uh, Incestry.com. Thank you so much, Incestry. Yeah. Incestry. You know what? You need to sign up for that real story. Two of my homeboys from college um, found out, like, one of them was getting his DNA test done found out that he had a brother but keep in mind he never really had a brother mm -hmm. and it turns out his mom and this other lady had the same sperm donor oh. in houston oh. they grew up oh. together they were on yeah. the today show and oh. yeah my homeboy marcus mm. and walter and so they are brothers and then they just found out and they have another sibling who isn't ready to meet yet so i mean they they daddy the sperm donor was tall dark and handsome because i mean he made some nice men yeah. like yeah. for real yeah so ancestry.com like that's a good look. There's a lot. There's so much <laughs> yeah. extra sperm floating around in this country. You don't know oh, where gosh. it's going. What a waste. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's a lot of waste. All that good sperm. Men just have to waste. They should be. It's a sperm. It's a... It's a yeah, so you need that. That's what I'm <laughs> it's saying. Y'all know your daddy. Every Get sperm is sacred. Just in case. <laughs> Shit. Uh, well, uh, I'm trying to find a way to segue oh, into... Oh, I'm so sorry. No! <laughs> No, it's not your fault. I'm trying to, I'm like, how can I segue this to our next segment? I'm just going to do it. Let's I'm just going to segue. Uh, well, we have Crystal Adams here today. Oh, and you, yeah. you know, you know, hey, she's, she's a nightcap favorite. <laughs> <laughs> she's tired. She's Crystal's wide awake. tired today. That's a hustle, that night grind. She drank too much Crystal Adams last night. <laughs> <laughs>
Crystal Adams. Uh, <laughs> Crystal, so you are you are here to talk about something that is it's exciting it's exciting it's well it's a possibility i mean if it happens if it yeah. happens okay so crystal uh yeah. let's let's introduce you in a segment that we call can somebody please explain yeah. to me <laughs> um so uh break dancing it's possible that break dancing will be on the list of the 2020 olympics mm-hmm. um i just uh can somebody please explain to me why we had to wait for Paris to do this t- for us? <laughs> <laughs> this shit originated in New York uh, by black and brown. I mean, honestly, there's a part of it that makes sense. Of course, of course, Paris, of course, France would have to bail us out again of a, <laughs> a, a stupid situation, you know, and also you, it makes sense to me. My current uh, affairs included that. You know, the French would know how to appreciate the what black and brown people have to offer in okay. this world. My boyfriend is French, full disclosure. Ah. Um, they seem to best be able to appreciate what black and brown people have contributed to this planet, let alone this country. Um, so they're the ones that put forth uh, of the, this bid, to, you know. But the thing here, <laughs> can somebody... <laughs> could, can somebody oh please explain to me how, like, how this is even a discussion, how we are even, like, going back and forth over this? You guys, table tennis is in the Olympics. <laughs> table tennis? To be yeah. fair, that is breakdancing for white people. That's, like, our version. <laughs> that is the saddest thing you've oh, said today. <laughs> Just wait. I mean, truly. <laughs> I also... Artistic swimming, also badminton. But what? Yeah. What is next? Hopscotch, <laughs> <laughs> tiddlywinks, kicking rocks. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I'm like, I just uh, honestly, you know, I was thinking what should be in is double dutch. Why is a double dutch in oh, there? For real. Yeah. You know why? Because white people can't do it. No, that's why can. it's not that's in true. there. But now That's everybody's true. gotten into breakdancing, and I guess now it's, like, uh, part of pop culture, you know, so I guess it's all hip now. Um, I will say, you know, I've never really personally connected to uh, the Olympics, um, not a whole lot, and I was wondering why, and then I was looking down the list of the items that were on, you know, and, and the, they have things like sailing, which actually, until 2000s, was called yachting. Um, <laughs> also, also, yes. Shoot, oh. Also shooting. Also golf. I'm like, is this a fucking country club? Yeah. Really? <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is legitimately happening here? I'm like, oh, that's why I haven't connected with the Olympics, you know? It's got all these elitist sports in it, and I don't know. I just think, I, I think it's great. I really think that they should... I mean, I don't want to look at the Olympics and feel... Uh, like I'm on the set of Dynasty, you know? Like, <laughs> um, but I, th- my main thing is, I just, can somebody please explain to me where, where in the Olympics are we really supposed to be inspired? You know, I think when I watch curling, <laughs> I think, and I think most of us think, I could do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't think any of us, ever watched breakdancing and thought I could do that <laughs> ever. And it, that's, that's inspiring to me. And I feel like that's what the Olympics 
should be. We need to get back to inspiring people to do things that they never thought they could do. And I think that's what breakdance needs to do. I don't, I don't think it should be a debate. I think it should automatically be in there. I can't understand why it's not in there. I mean, I love the gym, the, the gymnastics, but even some of the things they do, I'm like, she just looks possessed to me. Um, but I would, yeah, I, but it's still, in, it's inspiring because it's like, I could never do that, you know? And I just, I would like to see it happen. Yeah. I mean, also the audience sound. Think about the audience sound, right? You know, when you see somebody do something amazing, like the the sound that people make when, I don't know, somebody gets a ball in a hole is so different <laughs> yeah. than the sound that people make when somebody is spinning on their head. <laughs> okay? I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> I yes. feel like there's no debate. It should be in there. Nice. Thank you, Chris. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First break like, dancing. Like, now double dutch. We need that. Yeah. We need to start the double dutch position. Yeah, honestly. We really do. Because I can't do that. I mean, if ribbon dancing can be in the Olympics, Thank I think that. Thank you. That's true. Exactly. You know, That's I think true. double. I cannot double dutch. <laughs> I can't. I can't. That was never. Remember jump rope for heart and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 I can't. Okay. I Do can't I age myself? Like, no, like, no, no. I, just, I haven't thought about that for years. Yeah, that was even that. hard. Try to do that. What you did then? Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> jump roping is hard. This yeah. feels like a safe place to uh, say that I want to see professional wrestling in uh, the Olympics. But isn't it? Isn't it already? Uh, is it what? What is it? Greco Roman. It's Greco Roman, yeah, but it's not professional. Yeah, right? It's no, not like the. I'm, yes. So basically, like, we want like wrestling with capes in like WWF. Yes. Really? How is that different from ice skating? Ooh. It's a planned, uh, it's choreographed. choreographed. That's what I was about to say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. okay. True. It's very physical because I couldn't take all those hits yeah. and those fake hits and those yeah. jumps and mm-hmm. like I'm good. How do you determine the winner in in that same, kind of wrestling? Same way you do with ice skating. With judges. Oh, right. That's right. Sure. That was amazing yeah. shooting star press. 9.9. <laughs> I like that. that. Do it. Yeah. Are you listening, Olympics? <laughs> they are. They, they love are this podcast <laughs> at Olympics. Uh, I, I'm holding out for tetherball because that was my sport. <laughs> tetherball in the Olympics? No, gor- no gorillas, no King Kongs. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get back in training for that. I have a chance. <laughs> I'm trying I to think love of the rules. I'm trying to think of one sport that I'm good at. I can't think of any. I can't think of anything that I day drinking in the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. That. That's Thank all you, you right there. <laughs> yeah, they should have drinking. take a sip. Yeah. You earned that, girl. <laughs> You'd have to get drunk and then break dance and then see what. Oh God. <laughs> I know some people off of like I just came back from New Orleans not too long ago. I'm telling you, they're still making like all their money break dancing in the middle of the streets because mm-hmm. it is so like amazing. And this one guy he had he said he was like 50 something he got like an eight pack spinning mm-hmm. on his head jumping it is it was amazing like we yeah. stood there and watched yeah. for a while and like when i say they made all that money whoo like they were paying, i was looking at the bucket that's what <laughs> i was like damn i think it goes back to what crystal was saying because i feel like when you're watching a sport like golf or baseball it's very tense yeah. Whereas when you're watching something like breakdancing, it's like awesome. It's yeah. like watching a roller coaster unfold before your eyes. It's just like watching a body literally churn into like an amusement park ride yeah. and just like going along with it. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, I am 100% behind putting yeah. in the Olympics. Everybody can do it. You can do it. It's it's the same way that's like uh like football, like well, I mean, football is in soccer. You right. know, it's like it's Yeah, we know you're dating like a French guy. Yeah, yeah I watched yesterday. <laughs> I didn't watch the latest team. We get it. Okay. <laughs> but it is it, there's an equalizer. I'm like, you don't need a boat 
you just need a ball and a field. Yeah. yeah. Or like breakdancing. You just need some cardboard and some space, you know? Like, yes. I love that. I love things where it's like you could get really good and proficient at it and even excellent to the to beyond what anybody could dream of human's body could do, but you didn't have very much versus like, all right, you need all of this equipment. You need a pool. You need access to, you know, a range or right. air, air bow and arrows. Archery's in there, you guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I, I I am impressed when I see it, but also I'm like, give me a year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Gina Davis can do it. <laughs> give me a year. <laughs> Did you know Gina Davis is like an an Olympic archer? Is she? Yes. Oh, Let's wow. not drag Ms. Gina Davis into nope, this. No, we're not. No, but she that was great. Like in her it's 50, inspirational. I'm just saying, it. like, oh, yeah. you know, if she can, do, I'm just saying, if if there's someone who can decide in their second phase of life to do an Olympic sport. Maybe that sport isn't that hard. Thank you. That is, they, okay. thank yeah. you. Right. That's all that's I'm saying. Fair. Like, that's, that's exactly that's, it. That's, that's fair. You know, no one's like mm-hmm. going to be a 40 year old ballerina. That's why it's always <laughs> lame yeah. to have. The, I mean, starting the, at 40, you uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. you can't, there, there's certain things like I'll never be able to be a gymnast no matter how hard uh-huh. I try. You know, you can. Things. You just won't be good. We, we, That's we, what I'm yeah. <laughs> we enjoy watching. Girl, you can do, do that. Cartwheel. Okay. Cartwheel. Her her gymnastics would look more like breakdancing. Like she's just, just she's doing the worm. No, she's trying to do a somersault. She's trying, okay. <laughs> if I can't get over, she can't get over. <laughs> if I try to do a cartwheel right now, I'll take out all the snacks, the equipment, like the donuts. Oh, my friend's niece did a cartwheel the other day. It was just like you be amazed at how you know just compact and just. It was just it was just great because they were yeah. young and they're they, you know flexible like oh gosh oh yeah. to be young and flexible yeah <laughs> you could do all the positions right I uh, did break I did break a thumb um, doing a one stand a one handed cartwheel showing off yeah as a kid Ooh. yeah mm-hmm. I can just feel my arm breaking trying to do a one <laughs> like I can feel the sensation of trying to do a one armed cartwheel and I can already be like, Ugh, like Ugh. <laughs> that's all you know you're old you can feel the pain oh yeah in your bones of just trying to do a cartwheel I feel it right now just sitting down <laughs> just sitting there, reaching over for my mimosa all right, so the Nightcap is not just this wonderful podcast you're enjoying. We also do a live monthly show at the Virgil in East Hollywood. The next dates, mark your calendar. You got Saturday, July 27th, and Saturday, August 31st at 8 p.m. And that's a real 8 p.m. Not 8.30, not 8.15. That's 8 p.m. Yes. So our writing staff generates lots of great material for each show. We have a, a big team of writers, but, you know, some of it gets cut for time. We can't use everything. So let's be environmentally friendly by recycling those unused jokes in a segment called The Nightcap's Hungover Bits. <laughs> so uh, in our last show, we did a desk piece called Netflix Prank Shows. It was because, did you guys hear about this prank show? It's Stranger Things star Gaten Matarazzo. He has a new Netflix prank show. It's called Prank Encounters. Now, here's the setup of the show. It's about people who are showing up for their first day on the new on a new job, and they're basically pranked. And people are calling it insensitive because, you know, people are looking for work. It's hard. And then you That's think you funny. have a job, and, you know, people are just messing with you. Oh, wait, so they didn't even get a job? It's like it's a fake job and right, everything? Right, it's a fake job. Ah, uh, cold world, but it's still... Isn't it cold? It's, it's cold, but that's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you have no heart. You have no. I mean, it's still funny. It's Netflix. messed up. It's fu- but it's still funny. You should work for Netflix. That's, that's yeah. funny. Her, All right. Well, her what? name is Truth, and she's telling it. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, you, it's funny. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's funny. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, so uh, so for our show, we came up with other Netflix prank shows. Uh, like, let's see this this one. Uh, got your nose. New Netflix prank show. Got your nose. People who go to their doctor for simple procedures like tonsil removal or aortic valve replacement wake up to discover they've also been given a surprise nose job. We got your nose, and we're not giving it back. Wow. <laughs> I feel like actors in LA will sign up for that one. Like long list. I actually you know would. All right, let's let's hear about our next Netflix prank show. Okay, making you a murderer. Okay, you loved our docu series Making a Murderer, and now you can be the star of season three when Netflix producers frame you for murder. Boy, will you be relieved when we rig the trial to make sure you're only convicted of involuntary manslaughter. That's a little too close for me. I know. I was like, I should have read that one. No. I was like, that's life. Yeah. That's Tuesday in my yeah. neighborhood. Let's, uh, um, oh. oh, man. That one got dark. All right, let's live it up okay. with the next. Yeah, yeah I was like, wait a minute. Like it was written by a murderer. <laughs> it probably was. Well, it was written by Brandon, I think. Or was it? Well, it sounded like it was written by the police department. Yeah, that was that was you, Brandon, our head writer, guys. Uh, the next Netflix prank show, Straight Eye for the Single Guy. We prank people in their 30s into thinking they can still decorate their apartment with things from Target. Nah. <laughs> right, what you know. I, yes. I still love my beanbag sick. chair. It's a nice, nice place to relax. Oh, oh you my have bigger gosh. issues. You they have, have cheap chair. frames. <laughs> they have cheap picture frames, and they have nice tables. Oh my gosh, they do. Can I? Can we talk about the men in LA for a second and their yeah. decorating skills? Yeah, like, I, I think I want to have not a prank show. I want to just have a real show. And have it about how single men in L.A., what they need to do with their bathrooms. Because single men's bathrooms in L.A. are a disgrace. Stacy, if I could afford <laughs> Ikea, I would Like, I would love <laughs> it I if I would go, go into a guy's house and he decorated from uh, Ikea or Target. It's like, that's a step up. From that what, is a big <laughs> step up from what you see. You know? I know. Yeah. I, I went into a, a man's house and it was so put together and th- that is when I knew I could not date him because I he was gay yeah I was gonna say now that it can't be that put together I, yeah yeah it was too it looked like a, a like I had opened a magazine and oh. and I was like oh I, I have to leave yeah because I can't <laughs> yeah, this isn't gonna work this isn't gonna work well, so there was art of- on the walls what yes oh, I got art, on, art the walls. on the walls like and it coordinated in, in frames, not posters. Oh my goodness! Oh, was that a grown ass man? Is this your French man? You trying to tell us? No, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. He's he's got comic book posters. Wow! Not gay though. Yeah, not definitely not gay. But the yeah. straight man's calling card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know that. Listen, you can tell if a guy is straight if he has any Will Ferrell movie poster framed oh in his house. God. Oh God! <laughs> that is like okay. Um, and and finally, our last uh, our last prank uh, Netflix prank show is House of Carbs. I like it already. Reality TV show in Los Angeles where the house is full of actors who claim to have celiac disease, but the only food available contains gluten. Dun dun dun! <laughs> we'll see who's faking it. And that was. Hungover bits. Yeah. <laughs> we do. I, I will say that we have so many wonderful writers for the nightcap. I'm, I truly consider myself lucky. And we only have a one hour show uh, monthly at the Virgil. Mm-hmm. 
as we said, our next one is Saturday, July 27th at 8 o'clock. So we we do have a lot of content that we don't use. That was one of the reasons why we even started this podcast is because we have so many writers. Let's give them more stuff to write. That's really cool. Opportunities. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. We do. We have some some great writers. Uh, But now uh, we are at our – my favorite segment of the show where we – just speak off the cuff about uh, topics in a segment that we like to call Rip on the Clip. Okay, guys, so our first Rip on the Clip topic is I wanted to talk about the Dalai Lama mm-hmm. because he had this to say. If female Dalai Lama comes and should be more attractive, if female Dalai Lama will oh, oh <laughs> that people, I think, prefer not see uh, that face. So, yes, he he seems to claim that if his pre- that if his predecessor is a woman, that they need to be attractive. Like uh, any woman is going to be more attractive than Dami- Dalai Lama. I who stand cho- by that. Who chooses? Did he choose? How does it get chosen? They like send a committee. What? How I don't does, even. You know how what? Do you be, get- I don't even know how they choose the Dalai yeah. Lama. Well, now there's going to be a swimsuit competition. That's part of it. <laughs> it's going to be a pageant. So, oh, so it's going to be a black woman. Oh, because we've been winning everything. They've been winning all the. Is, isn't it? it Miss Teen USA, Miss America? Yep. They're all black women. We've been winning yes. stuff. Yeah. I think after uh, after Marion Williamson loses the presidency, she'll run for next Dalai Lama. That's her next move. <laughs> Oh, I could see her being the Dalai Lama. <laughs> I would love to see a, just a race for the Dalai Lama. That would be a very fun contest. Actually, I agree. Of like how kind and sweet you can be. But apparently not that much because no. he, you can be as long as you're sexist. I think you're, that this you're okay. is, honestly, I think this is such a great example of what women all over know. That no matter how wonderful a man seems, how kind and level-headed and just wise he's still a sexist piece of shit mm-hmm. deep a, down inside really it's <laughs> there's a little portion it just never ever surprises me when a man says something sexist it it really doesn't just no matter what i thought of them or you know or it's just well, then at least they're being honest it's like i know what i'm dealing with that's how i look at oh, it oh that's like, true yeah, you know like okay Yes, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. The first time. That's the, Mama O and Maya. Yes. Well, also, what, yeah, so what? what is the function of the Dalai Lama in our lives at this point? Like, what, what is... Not, what are, I know, he's just... A, isn't he a spiritual leader? I, he used I to be a, he used to be a even, super chill dude who told us all to, like, love each other and, like, it was... So he wasn't saying anything new? Because, like, no, it's... Okay, but, Dalai Lama, that's need Buddhism, that right? Too. Yes. Okay. And the mm-hmm. Buddhism, the whole thing is to um, not suffer. Uh-huh. Yes. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, now, as far as... Well, here, here's why what he said was so terrible. The whole point of Buddhism, Buddhism is not to have any attachments or have okay. any desires. Right. To let go of that. So, But then you, you say, well, a woman can be in this job, but she has to have a nice rack. You're not supposed to have any... Uh, opinion on what a woman looks like because that's desire and attachment. That's true. Maybe what he's saying, maybe it's still a commentary on society. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he's like, nobody will listen to her if she's not pretty. But the thing is, they won't listen to her even if she is pretty. That's where he's wrong. (laughs) That's where he's really wrong. Apparently, the Dalai Lama is found. Like, he dies. 
he gets to choose where he's reincarnated, uh-huh. and they have to track him down. They're like, follow the smoke, and they do all of this. You oh, know, like, so he's weird letting stuff, them so like, know. Uh, if I come back, mm-hmm. look for I'm gonna be banging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he also said that wherever he's gonna be is not gonna be a place under Chinese rule. So what I'm thinking is happening is he's gonna like take a trip to like Florida, find a really sweet Hooters, and set up shop in <laughs> there. Track down. Uh, he, he's gonna go, he's gonna go out exploring. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So look for Dalai Lama wings on the menu, and, and that's what, what we're gonna like. find. Where it'll be. It's like. Um, Oh, you know when th- those talk shows, they, like, reunite people that, like, haven't seen, you know? <laughs> and, like, they were ugly in college, like, they were ugly in high school, but then they come out, they're like, the Dalai Lama's behind the door, and he comes out, and he's like, hey, guys! His, his robes are all gorgeous now. I was gonna be uh, ugly! Oh, that's funny. <laughs> What's crazy is the Dalai Lama has 19.1 million followers on Twitter. Yeah. (sighs) What is he tweeting? He's advice he probably don't listen to. Let's reflect on what gives meaning to our lives. Oh, my God. And set our priorities on the basis of that. That was five days ago. I would love love something that's just like, was it the Dalai Lama or Oprah? Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oprah yeah. will have better tweets. Yeah, I think so. Let's uh, let's move on to the next topic. Now, Nate, you wanted to talk about this. I actually had to do some research because I had no idea who this person was. Oh, uh, LeVar Ball? Yes, LeVar okay. Ball. So can you enlighten the other people who are listening to this who have no idea who LeVar Ball is? Okay, so LeVar Ball is a the patriarch of the Ball family. He has sons who play basketball. I know there's Lonzo Ball, and then there's a couple other balls. One's in high school, one's trying to get to the league and everything. So, uh... uh LeVar, not LeVar, like all the balls, the ball daddy, okay? So the ball head daddy, he was on ESPN alongside um, some other commentators, you know, and they're doing the whole tele thing, right? Telecommunications things. This is so messed up because I don't know everybody's name. Okay. But Jalen Rose's wife, <laughs> who is also, you know, a sportscaster, they were, you know, conversing back and forth. And um, she wanted to, she said, well, can we switch gears for a moment here? And he said, yeah, sure, you can switch gears with me anytime and did like a little hand mo- movement as well. Uh-huh. And um, I, when I saw it, I really didn't think anything of it. But she was like, "Oh, okay." She took it in like a like a sexual innuendo. Yeah, like let's let's switch gears yeah. anytime. But I really, they weren't. First of all, they weren't in the same room. So you know, it was like that video back and forth, right? Yeah, right. but and so allegedly, um, the ball daddy is now um, uh, what uh, what is it called? Banned from ESPN. Oh, okay. Like, they're not going to do anything. That's what they say. You know, there's a rumor going on with that. Jalen Rose came out and said, no, that there's not an official ban or anything. And I don't know. The whole thing just freaking annoys me. This is where I think the Me Too movement has gone too damn far. Because it's like, I mean, it's just like, are we, first of all, Me Too was started by We're a black woman. We're going to anger a lot of feminists, I'm, Nate. I'm, I'm going to get some give, angry they, emails. Girl, I ruined their women's march and I will ruin this you shit did. again. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, because it's bullshit. Like, this is on the same level of that one woman who came out against Aziz Ansari and was like, he should have caught the nonverbal cues of, 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 you know, of this date rape, but she had sex with, it's, it's too much. It's too far. Like, so your team Aziz as far on as that, this? Yeah. Because yeah. I was like oh this is bullshit i read the thing and watched it like a couple times i was really trying to understand how somebody can get your nonverbal cues 
Right. And that you're blaming everything on them, you know? And with this, with the communication between LeVar Ball and um, this young lady, I know it's Molly. I think her last name is Quirium or something. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think just to jump to conclude, I don't know. It just, that just didn't sit right with me. So you don't think LeVar meant anything by it when he I said, I really you don't. Can, you and can shift gears with me anytime. I don't. And uh, what's his name? DL Hughley pulled up clips because that's something he says all the time and like posted them back and, you know, like, well, did DL the doesn't want, I mean, DL. DL's not exactly on the women's rights movement. You know? He's not, he's, but he's on, like, I feel like this is racist he, with LeVar he, Ball, though. I do. Yeah, and, like, do. they just don't like him and they use that shit. I really wasn't do. Wasn't DL the one who was all uh, up about Terry Crews and, and talking shit about him yeah, because he, he came out? So I, I'm not really big on the DL and his opinions on sexual harassment. Because I didn't like what he had to say about I mean, Terry Crews coming out about that. I felt like... Terry Crews really put himself out there talking about how he was assaulted by, a, well, you know, he was grabbed inappropriately. Mm-hmm. At a Hollywood party a Hollywood in front party. of a lot of people. Yeah, and he had to talk about how he couldn't really do anything because he would have been the one in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of women experience. And I was upset that DL came against Terry Crews, spoke out about him. Because I really thought it was brave of Terry Crews to, to come out. I thought Terry was brave, but I also understood DL. Like yeah. I could, I understand it, and just walking the world as a big black man, like yeah. I understood both points of it. Like I totally understood where Terry Crews, and I thought he was so courageous, and you know, yeah. No, I mean, I don't like the when you feel the need. I just, you know, what's an option is quietness. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't. When somebody's saying that they have a story, I don't know. The thing is, is that yeah, I, I mean. I don't know the ins and out of this of the story. Is the woman black? No, she's white. She's and LeVar has a white woman too. That's what yeah. I was like. LeVar didn't use his white queen. He's not cheating on his white queen. You know, it, it just wasn't. That's not his energy. That's not his vibe. And I think sometimes, especially when you're African-American, people jump yeah. to conclusions really quickly. And it became this big. It's always like, and you know, with all due respect, yeah. Stacey, let's okay. save this white woman. She wasn't being attacked, though. She wasn't. And that's how I, I was like, this is so annoying. Do you think she's being a Miss Nelly about it? Yes. I don't even know who Miss Nelly is, but <laughs> Miss Nelly is the white woman from Color Purple, and I feel like she oh, was the absolutely. original Barbie Becky. You know she what? I didn't know that was her name. Patty. Yeah, you saw that white bitch in the store. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. That, Your children are so clean. Oh gosh, yeah, I never uh. remember her name. Like that, that scene uh, angers me so yes. much, and I feel like it's a situation like that that has been told. Girl, great, yeah. great analogy. Well, because she's Cause that, that's what I really woman. feel like it is. Yes, because I feel like Miss Nelly was the first time where I was like. Oh, yeah. White women are not good. Oh, this is not. mm -mm. Yeah. Oh, no. And I've definitely been a Miss Nelly in my life, you know, and those are the things I think white. I do. I think white women, we do have to examine the, the racism that we have perpetuated and the things that we do you know, to make it harder for women of color and people of color. I do. I do believe uh-huh. that. I think a lot of white women would like to say, oh, I'm not racist. I'm not this. I'm not, like, honey, just take it down. And like, like, Crystal, you said, you don't always have to speak. And I think that's what DL gets himself in trouble, too. It's like, yeah. DL, nobody asked for your fucking opinion. Yeah. I mean, but he has his own radio show. No, you're right. You know what it is I guess about DL Hughley? I, I like that he's so <laughs> honest about yeah. his opinion, and he's okay with people not agreeing with him. But back even to this Miss Nelly yeah, thing yeah, yeah. And, and, and that whole thing as well, like, 
I don't like because now people are like getting on her like saying oh you try to take a black man out and she's like no but I got a black husband and I mean I don't I just think that it was sometimes situations get blown out of proportion right and they just didn't you know that might not have been her intent you know what I'm saying yeah. but it just did her like this whole like let's rescue her type thing kind of came up or like yo I don't know I just didn't oh, I, I think that happens a lot yeah yeah. Yeah, the rescuing thing. Yeah, yeah, like she don't need to be saved. She all right. Like she's been a sportscaster for 15 years. And that didn't it wasn't even sexual. Y'all get a chance to take a look at it. Anyway, I just Okay. It doesn't matter. And I'm not trying to cape for like men or sexual harassment or things, but like calling a spade a spade because we have watered down that Me Too movement. It started off about violence against young girls. Yeah. Now it's about, you know, white women actors who go to a producer's house at 12 midnight and figure that they're just like going to have a meeting versus like, like it's just bullshit I in think, my opinion. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I've heard this before. I've heard a lot of the, oh, the Me Too movement has gotten out of hand. And I think. It's not that it has gotten out of hand. I love how the guys are so silent on this. We haven't even let them. <laughs> you can Please jump chime in. in. I, no, I, I, I was, I was going to speak up for creepy guys. Because people need to hear that. Now, I would just say I know a lot of creepy guys. I've been a creepy guy. We've never used let's shift gears as a come on to a woman. That's not creepy vernacular. So I think he was just saying it for conversational. Uh, and he says vernacular. it all the time about switching gears. Yeah, that's sure. not, that's but not I think come the, on Well, I do think that guys have a way of doing things. They when, do. So they can just say, well, I didn't like, I just said sure, let's yeah. switch gears. But what they him. really said was, yeah, you can switch but gears. But he didn't do it like that time And then make the little, uh-uh. Yeah. Did he I make agree. the penis movement? But no, he, he does the- that. No, he did the switching gears like you're driving a, a, a thing. He was like, okay. yeah, let's switch gears. Boom, boom. Because they were trying to change okay. the subjects. But it just wasn't that yeah. time. Because I know what you mean. Right. Guys do that, you know. But yeah. it just wasn't in that case. It was just so annoying yeah. how everything just got blown out of proportion. I, I will say this and then we'll move on to the next topic. I, yeah. I think with the Me Too movement, I think what happened was is, is that this is the first time in history where women are actually being listened to. So I think that, yes... We have to come out in order of importance, and obviously it's violence against women is the main issue, correct? It was young girls initially. Yeah, young girls initially, and then it was, I think the Me Too movement started with, you know, essentially like, yes, this has happened to Me Too. It's not just this isolated incident. I think that's where it sort of started from with the hashtag of like, share your stories about what happened to you. Because this is, you know, this is more widespread than you think. So I think with women... There's so much that we have to complain about that when you finally open the door, everything's going to spill out and it may not spill out in the order of importance. Whitney uh, Cummins right. has a great set about that yeah. right now. It yeah. is so damn funny if y'all get a chance. Like, cause she said exactly what you just said. Like, we're not used to being listened to. So it's like, we're kind of like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I, I understand how men who maybe say the wrong things are tangled up into guys who like Harvey Weinstein. You know, I don't think Aziz is deserving the Harvey Weinstein treatment. I don't think a bad date is the same at what Weinstein exactly, and did. that's what everybody was starting to that. like. Okay, wait a minute, because yeah. she was like, he didn't catch her nonverbal right. cues. I think what Aziz, Bitch. I think Aziz's problem is that I don't think he acknowledged any of this. I don't think he he. And I don't know what you do in a situation like that. I've never been okay, in a situation like this. You where, you know, I mean, nonverbal cue. Like, it was so ambiguous. It was right. just like you know, it was. I, it was ridiculous, really in my opinion. The problem. Is like men aren't talking to each other. Yeah, no, they talk to and us, they're, and they're not talking to each other even as like ki- like everybody's posturing. Nobody's like, wait, so how do you, how do you actually like? 
put moves on a girl. Right. Like, everybody is just like trying to figure it out. Like, I think this right, or I saw this in a movie. Like, Aziz strikes Porn. me. Exactly. Aziz strikes mm-hmm. me as the kind of guy that's like, yeah, 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 I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Like, but he does it. Like, he's like, the, how do you want to get fucked? Yeah. And he's given her the claw. And like, he did and this like, thing. Like, I had a guy, like, the way that he ma- made out with me was, it was like, he literally, like, he inhaled my, oh, like, yeah. like, oh, like so he nice. was a dementor in the Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> like, he was trying to suck my soul. That's how he kissed. Yeah. But because... I think nobody ever broke it down. Yeah. Question, did you not, stop him? Did you teach him? These no, are a lot girl. of teachable and moments. You know what? Oh, that's why I want us I to come. That's what I had to do with the husband. You I, 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 I had to relieve myself of the burden of raising men. Oh, yeah. so, I understand, but he's he's sucking your soul in the moment. Not anymore. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> See, guys, listen up. This is the... No, but seriously, my husband didn't know how to kiss either. I was like, oh, no. He's... <laughs> But he was worth it. Sometimes you get a fixer-upper and yeah, it's worth true. it. Well, gotta, he doesn't end with this. this. Okay. Some guys are talking to each other and they're putting it in songs. I always think of uh, Ludacris's uh, love, not Luda, not Luda, uh, Luda John and Usher's uh, Lovers and Friends and all of that. Because uh, in the song, Lil John says, you know, are we about to go this route? Let a Negro know before I pull it out. Like, you just got to put the <laughs> shit out there. And that's how you have stuff clear Listen and concise. Little... That's no all I'm saying. No one gave that song to Louis C.K. Oh, right. That's what I'm Aww. saying. Just let him know before he pull it out. Cause what, you know? Or you maybe I should ask before you pull it out. Yeah. Speaking of That's pulling open. out, um, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about student loans next. <laughs> good segue. Thank you. Because I'd like to pull out for my student loans, but um, no. <sighs> so we we have a. Uh, I want to talk about student loans because it's a big issue. Uh, mm-hmm. And Bernie Sanders is coming out now with a bill to eradicate student debt. Elizabeth Warren is running on the platform of eliminating a certain student debt. Um, I, I do have student debt and we were kind of talking about this earlier. Um, and who, oh wait, hold on by, since we can't see, just acknowledge, Joe, do you have student loans? Uh, as of right now, I do not. You do not. But okay. I, yeah. In the uh, past, full disclosure. Yes. I have about, I still owe about 16,000 on oh. my very public student education. Um, Brandon, do you have student debt? Uh, no, mine was paid off years ago. I had a lot of academic scholarships. There wasn't that much uh, loan money that had to be dealt with. I mean, mine was like 6000 at the most. It was oh, pretty that's small. Good. Oh, okay. But, and this is 90s money, so it was paid off a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Robert, do you have any? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you want to disclose the amount or no? Uh, it started out like 5000 and now it's like 20000 or something. Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah. Uh, Crystal, do you have any student debt? I have student debt, yeah. Do you I, want to talk about the number? Well, that number is nothing compared to like the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Ugh. Do you want no, some rosé? I, oh, <laughs> oh, like you I'm drink about it? I, okay. I have, I have probably very different opinions than you on debt. Oh, so. okay. oh well, let's yeah. talk about that. Okay. And, okay. and Nate. Never. Never. So you didn't take out any loans. No, I was you... hustling. Oh, so you I got scholarships. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I was getting scholarships and grants and anything that I thought was available. I got my first laptop on a scholarship. I was like, oh, y'all nice. giving out laptops? Okay, right. cool. I got to write an essay. Let's write this essay right quick. It just never seemed like a very good investment, in my opinion. See, I okay, I want to say this because I love that you, at that age, were able to think that way. Mm-hmm. Because- Did your parents go to college? I'm curious. Yeah. Okay. 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 See, my okay. My situation was my neither of my parents had gone to. Well, no, no, that's not true. My father had gone to college, but he wasn't 
in my life at that point. So I, to me, going to college was just, that's how I got to escape. I grew up in a poor household. It was very strict. I did not have a great childhood. I just wanted to go to college. I was literally counting down the days till I could go. It didn't matter how I got there. So Mm -hmm. I grew up poor. I did get some grants and things like that. But yeah, I had to take out student loans. And I knew I had to pay them back. It wasn't a matter of like, oh, I don't want to pay them back. I just didn't know as an 18-year-old about interest. I didn't know about it would just get worse and worse after I left college. And that I didn't understand. So my mother didn't even help me fill out my FAFSA. I didn't have help like that you Mm -hmm. know i had to i'd been working since i was 14 years old i filled out my own taxes at 14 i did the yeah but i think and i i didn't grow up like i i think the conversation is different when your parents have gone to college because my my parents didn't go to college either so literally the conversation is you go to college it's not like right this is what happens when you get there this is how you utilize it this is how much it matters in the scheme of things this is what uh, picking a major like the, all of those things so all of those things like i had to figure out like oh this is all colleges like that right. that didn't occur to me until college gotcha gotcha yeah that's why i i am glad that they're trying to find plans to eradicate some of it because it's really the biggest hustle and it's the biggest hustle oh out God. here and the way that um i mean like when i went to school back in my day don't let the melanin fool you like 12 hours of school was like 1200 1300 dollars you got a couple extra hundred yeah. dollars for some books i would get you know my little grants and scholarships get my braids done buy my books you know what i mean like save a little money you know what i mean like that was what it was and like the price of college now based on like the jobs available when you get out like even back then it was like that doesn't it just didn't i i luckily my mom is really good with money and like so we always talked about stuff like that but i do think just how like remember like when you did go to college they would have the credit card companies waiting for you with the free yes. t-shirt to get you oh, all like hooked oh, up in all the credit yes, card the debt snickers bar yeah. for a car- credit card anybody yeah. ever do that here's a free slice of pizza here's a free i feel like that's what they've done with student loans yes. and so they they should find a way to fix fix it i i just think at the very least Student loans should have no interest or very, very little interest. It's insane to me because what you were just talking about, how the lack of knowledge that you have about interest at that age, uh-huh. that you're allowed to essentially go after a 17 or an 18 year old who doesn't have credit whatsoever and well, start them from behind the eight ball. I just think that that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what it comes to like, you're an adult now, you grown, you can go serve in the military, you better read that fine print yeah. and understand, yeah. you know? I mean, and I think I that actually sucks. like, I appreciated some of the things that, is it Donna Brazil that uh-huh. was saying about her own debt? Because at a certain point, I just realized, like for me, I mean, and I've actually gone through cycles of debt of like paying it off and mm-hmm. then, and, and, and what I consider investing. Um, I just at a certain point realized the life that I want is not the life that is inhibited by this debt. Gotcha. The actual, like the things that I want to do is I'm not being inhibited by, I know the cat is all in the donuts. (laughs) That is, that was not a, that was not a euphemism. That was literally Uh, what's happening. Well, that helps now, me. If, 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 yeah. if LeBar Ball said the cat's all in the donuts, he'd be in trouble right now. <laughs> <laughs> all up in it, like Chris said. Yeah, I just was like, I was like, when I heard people talk about, I have so much debt, I have so much debt, I was like, yeah, I have a debt. I'm like, but I still 
did this. I still went here. I still got to do these things. I'm like, okay, so, you know, like, I mean, my ultimate goal isn't to buy a house. Mm -hmm. I don't have, like, once I realize, like, I don't have these goals that other people have, because I think, honestly, I think that's as much of a racket as the loans are. Yeah, buying a house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you, I mean... You, you may not you may you may not be built to stay in this country. Maybe you need to leave. You trying to go to France, girl? Mm-hmm. That's what you're well, telling they, us. You but know I mean, she's trying I, to go to France. That's what she's setting it up right now. That's what you're setting up right now. Vineyard. I just felt like I was sold so many ideas of what yeah. my adulthood was supposed to look like that mm-hmm. I don't actually agree with now. I think one of those is kids. I think one of those is home. Now, if you're trying to build wealth, that's another story. That's what but, I was about to say. That's yeah. the quickest way to build wealth in America. Quickest, but it. it but, it comes with responsibility. It comes with a lot of it. It's another job. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're if you buy a house in a certain area and if you're trying to rent it out and try to keep it up and keep up with ho- housing codes and taxes, that's another job. And, I'm, and people I mean, do it, it. It is. And people do it, but then you have to also figure out that job and yeah. learn that job. I don't want that life. And that's cool. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is that I I. I felt like that was the only path. Like gotcha. that was what I was sold. Like you get the house, had the kids, detangle yeah. that and be like, no, this is actually not my dream. Gotcha. You know, this I, is a dream that was given. I think our parents gotcha. and um, like my mom. My mom is a conservative. Uh, she's not like a Bible thumping conservative, but uh-huh. she's very financially conservative. And mm-hmm. her whole mantra is, you know, she's like one of the people right now who's like, oh, you know, wh- where we're we gonna get this money to pay off everyone's debt? It's not fair that the people who paid off their debt already, um, you know, should just be that their struggles shouldn't be warranted. And I always, I counter that by saying, you know, if, if the Republican party can bail out trillions of dollars of debt for banks overnight, essentially, why can't the same be done for college students? Because what you just described, I think was what our parents' generation wanted. I think that they were told it's like, you have to own this thing that will increase in value. You'll raise a family, you'll get tax breaks, and then you'll be able to pass that down to the next generation. And I feel like so much of their generation was based on conquering and owning things, whereas our generation is more about experiencing things and educating ourselves. And it's just really ironic that like a, a generation that's so obsessed with trying to learn and educate is placed so like immediately behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. By the moment that they graduate college, it's like, how are you supposed to even think about getting a house when essentially within five years of graduating, you could be in upwards of six figures of debt? Like, I, it's yeah. just, it's well, not. And there's also an inequity when it comes to the financial, um, the financial opportunities on after college. So the financial opportunities of just like jobs, but also how quickly people are able to pay off debt. Like when I look at my college and my graduating class and the people that I stayed friends with, which were of varying races and genders. When I look at the people who are able to pay off their debt and get houses the fastest, and we had around the same amount of debt, none of them were black. Yeah. It was, they were white and Mm. Asian. And so it actually, and I think that is, that mirrors what is happening on a broader scheme, which, which is there. It, 
it's it's not just about do you have the knowledge it is there is an inequity even in terms of how fast you're able to pay it off afterwards right and i also think it's also about the degree you choose because like that's what i would always argue oh, yeah. with my mom well, and that like three people right. who have, we have the same degree oh uh, okay see i started the exact same degree i started theater and like my nigerian parents gave me hell for oh, the yeah. entire year <laughs> i was a theater major <laughs> uh, and i would yeah. not want to be still paying off that degree so I yeah <laughs> so i switched to finance you know what i mean and like you know, like I feel like for certain degrees, of course, you're going to, you know, when you look at the market, like, I mean, I was making a lot of money in college as an intern with a finance degree. And when I switched to entertainment, I was making no money. But, you know, I had enough saved from the finance. It's just like that life, life planning, I feel like, should be taught in I, high I school. Yeah. But then the teachers, a lot, oh, shoot, I know and a I lot of teachers that didn't want to teach. And they're doing that because there you have student debt. But like my friend pay. who's like, we have a we both have a degree in sociology. He's on his second house, like purchasing mm-hmm. his second house. Yeah. And we both had loans when we graduated. Mm-hmm. It's just a very different story. The opportunities that like people believe that he could get. Right. Like when he got out, like he got a job in like, you know, a marketing department. He didn't have any experience in marketing. Yeah. He helped me to get a job, but like people just believed that he oh, could absolutely. do it. We see it all the time. Yeah. Girl, yeah, it's just some more white friends, dog. Like, you know, that's it. <laughs> I'll introduce you. You get people. Oh, <laughs> good. Look me yeah, up, girl. I'll introduce some white people, white can people. I, can I use that money that I spent on college to get white friends? Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. Can we start a program? <laughs> okay, really? International program? <laughs> Let's start it. The white, the white people program. And it's also the information available. That's it, too. Because you just don't even know a lot of the things that are freaking available yeah. to use. Mm-hmm. Like, information, everybody's not going to dangle that yeah. in your face. Well, You have to think- go search for it. But then you don't even think sometimes to know that that opportunity is available to search for. You know, it's just yeah. a lot of... But I think even leveraging debt is oh, a, a thing, too. Absolutely. And that's the thing that I didn't learn until I had a job in a bank. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, there's uh, there's uh, so much we could discuss. We had uh, we have to have another visit from Boozy Orman to come and explain all this student loan <laughs> debt. Um, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this has been Day Drinking with the Nightcap. We'll uh, everyone uh, say our goodbyes. Bye. 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 We'll see you next time. Bye.